You're listening to Kelly's Green Lounge Radio. We are a cannabis-friendly establishment. Kelly's Green Lounge Radio podcast number four. One, two, three, four, number four. It's so exciting. This one, we are going to have part two of the interview that I did with the Happy Hippies, lovely couple out of the Durham region, John and Patty. So we've got their interview, the second part of their interview coming up, where they talk about how the benefits of cannabis have helped them get off of opiates and all kinds of those chemicals that were prescribed by the doctors. Uh, Patty also shares a story about how her father, who has Parkinson's, uh, is able to manage much better with his use of cannabis. After that, we have an interview with Alana Bauer from Solace Health Network. I was able to visit Alana recently at Terrasend and Solace in Mississauga and had a tour of a licensed producer. In one room, I was able to actually view with my own eyes 660 plants flowering, budding, growing at the same time. And in addition to that, I was able to see mother plants almost 10 feet tall in a master grower room. So that was a pretty incredible experience. I'll share more with that, more about that with you in a moment. First, I want to talk about cannabis and stigma. I'm lucky. I'm lucky that I get to visit a lot of people and meet a lot of people in the cannabis industry doing what I do with Kelly's Green Lounge. And I help some people and I counsel some people and some people would say they're my clients now. So I visit a lot and I meet a lot. I meet a lot of different people and we talk about stigma a lot. And I find it is something that I am continuing to be up against almost on a daily basis. I had somebody ask me last week, a good friend of mine, ask me what I do with my 11-year-old son while I'm getting baked all the time. This is someone that drinks in front of their children. This is someone that uh, has a stigma, I guess, against cannabis use. There seems to be a lot of that. I find that a lot of people will say, I'm just going to go get so plastered, and they get their child to go and fetch them their next drink or their next beer. And they're the same people that will get uh, the backup against people that are saying, I just really need to go smoke a joint. It's been a long day. And a lot of these people that are smoking the joint because it's been a long day are actually under the influence of cannabis. Perhaps we don't even know it. And perhaps they're a little bit better off when they are. Because this is a medical plant. This is a medical, uh, people use it for medical benefits as, as well as recreational. But sometimes we are better off under the influence of it. Takes the edge off makes us more calm. And when we talk about the stigma, we're talking about how people are judging other people. I'm judged all of the time by friends, by family, by strangers, and other people in this community are as well. And it's not fair. We don't judge those that are getting drunk all the time. And we don't say, Oh, how, how could you even possibly be having that glass of wine around your kid? Judging the, uh, the ones that are having the joint and being around their family. But maybe you like that person better under the influence of cannabis. You just don't know it. I have my own issues, my own personal issues. I'm someone that suffers from complex PTSD. And that means that I've had too many traumas. 
that you can't just be considered PTSD. It has to be too many traumas uh, over a period of time, um, which has influenced my life uh, to the person that I am now. Because of this, my central nervous system is always wound up. There's a lot of triggers on a daily, sometimes even hourly basis. And cannabis helps me regulate that. And sometimes I am very angry and sometimes I have some anger issues and sometimes I'm very tense and sometimes my anxiety takes over. I'm sharing that with you because I am a better person when I am under the influence of cannabis. I am more gentle. I am more calm. I am less anxious and that makes me a better person. Should I be judged for being under the influence of cannabis for being that better person I hope not I don't use alcohol very often some people use that I don't judge you but some people use that to calm themselves and some people use that to sleep and some people that are doing that are hurting their liver and they're hurting their body by doing it I'm choosing cannabis as my medication. I'm choosing cannabis as what keeps me regulated and helps me with my PTSD and helps me with my sleep and helps me with my anxiety. And how dare you look down at me for that when I'm not doing anything to hurt anybody else? Who are you to judge the person that is medicating because they're in so much pain that they cannot get through another minute without medicating? Who are you to judge them and frown upon them and call them a stoner or a pothead or a blazer or whatever it is that you're saying? How dare you when they're not judging you? They're just trying to get by. It's the same thing for me. I'm not casting judgment on you. Please don't cast it on me. Let's do what we can together. Let's be a stigma-free cannabis community. Let's stand together. Let's work together to try to erase these common misconceptions of the pothead, of the stoner, of the guy that's just sitting on his couch eating Doritos while he gets all big out. Because that's all that cannabis is for, getting all baked out with Doritos. Right, man? Right, man? No, it's not. So let's do what we can to try to erase this stigma, and let's do it together. Right now, there's two people that I interviewed for my podcast a couple of weeks ago. This is their second part two. Let's call it part two of the Happy Hippie interview. And they are certainly two people that we can really thank for their help with removing the stigma surrounding the cannabis plant. They openly speak of their use of it. They openly speak about how it has changed their lives for the better, their use of it. Uh, They use it medically, some recreation, I find that most people that use it recreation also find the medical benefits of it. And there are people that will say, yeah, I I am under the influence of cannabis right now because I need to be. It is for my health. It is for my well-being. They're incredible the way that they talk about it, the way that they share. This is John and Patty, who I lovingly refer to as my happy hippies. Okay, yeah, when I was... 21, I crushed two discs in my back and a myriad of other ailments associated with it. And, you know, I was off for a month at work, went back for another year. They had me on 
the painkillers, of course, and everything. Then finally had surgery. That led to just more painkillers. And like after 15 years of taking probably every painkiller that's known to man, like the last five years were strictly oxys and perks. So I was really, <laughs> I was getting messed up and finally got off of all them with the help of cannabis and like if it wasn't for the medical cannabis I'd probably be dead right now. You had an like, addiction to yes. morphine? And Everything. Any any painkiller. I went through all of them in, in the 15 years. In saying that he had an addiction like it was an addiction but they were all prescribed. It was prescribed medication. It's not like he was just going and getting it. So by a medical professional. Yes. My doctor. Which you do become addicted because that's just the nature of the beast. But yeah. And so and there was a period of time where you were saying you had to come off of it with something else. I went I went on methadone for six months to get off of everything and yeah. And that in itself is a scary experience. Yeah, that was a pretty rough go. That was probably the hardest thing that I ever went through as far as quitting anything went it was harder than even cold turkey heroin and stuff like that yeah it was so you left all that the chemicals yes because of cannabis tell us about that well after the methadone and i was coming down off that i uh me and my friend who were both going through it together at the same time we were really hurting one day our bodies were aching we were on our way to the drugstore to get some aspirin or whatever it was acetaminophen came across a buddy of ours who had some pot cookies they were jack hair cookies and he gave us each one and for the first time in like months i felt normal and no aches no pains and that's when i kind of put two and two together and i said hey there's a way i can get off of this with the help of cannabis so i started exploring the medical and eventually got my prescription and so it was all legal and everything. So, yeah. yeah. And so, um, Patty and John, you've been dating for many, many years. So you were together at the time when he was coming off of that and onto the cannabis? Uh, we actually split up because of the um, opioids. You don't have to talk about this if you don't want to. No, no, okay. no, no, it's not a bad thing. I think that people need to hear that side of it too because um, when they put you on these medications, it changed him and he became a very um, angry and closed in person and I lost my partner for a while and I needed him to know that I lost him and the only way to do that was to leave. A wake-up call, sort of. Yes, and but it worked. It did exactly what it was supposed to do. Yeah, from the 10 years we were together up to when we broke up, I went from taking like Darvons all the way to Oxycontin at the end of it. He went to see, went to the pain clinics like everybody else, went to see the specialist, all the doctors we were told that were, you know, prominent in that profession in our area, did everything we were supposed to do and nothing worked. It just, like, they had him on uh, morphine for years, and then they decided, oh, let's put him on oxycodone from morphine. And And you were going through your own medical stuff at the same time. Well, yes. As the ride went along, I hurt myself at work, um, pulled some discs in my back, three slip discs in my lower back, and 
as time went on, I healed from that, but the body pain never went away and I couldn't figure out what the body pain was later diagnosed fibromyalgia, which is like still learning about that beast because it's its own entity and um, also suffered from ADHD and uh, racing thoughts and whatever my whole life and was told um, it was a mental issue that I had when really it's not like it is but it isn't Um, so I started smoking weed um, before John did actually because he was an oil smoker for years Well, John was using oil and smoking oil because that's what Oshawa had at the time. I found it hard to smoke. So I was smoking, like finding whatever crappy weed I could get my hands on. And it really slowed me down and I could be present a little longer. Um, And then as time went on with the fibromyalgia, I realized... It was working way better than any of the medication. They had me on 15 medications, all to do with, because when you're in pain all the time, you get anxiety. I also had PTSD. Um, so I had all these issues, and the weed just fixed it all. And the pills did nothing but made everything worse, and it exasperated? Exasperated? Yeah, no, and it just, everything got better as I took the marijuana and got rid of the the um, chemical unfortunately when I started taking using marijuana as a medical trying to use it as a medical tool I had to pay like and I still have a hard time with the fact that I should have to pay a professional to give me a prescription that I need and at the time they wanted me to pay a lot of money and they wanted me to pay to have to renew it constantly which I didn't think was fair so I did get it and everything else and then I stopped because I was like I'm not paying for it anymore and replace it completely with cannabis Mm -hmm. for both of you now I'm just gonna say this to paint a picture for the listeners neither one of you look like or act like you are on any type of drug medication cannabis whatever I would not say at any point in time that you have any medical ailments I would not you do not come across that way at all Mm -hmm. And I believe it's probably because the cannabis straightens you out. I'm... You are all—you are both <laughs> under the influence of cannabis right now. Oh yes. And I would yes. not, and and probably walking down the road, not a, not one person would say that. About I you. had to smoke. We just smoked LA Confidential because I was racing before you got here, and I was like, if I don't stop, I'm not even gonna be able to form a sentence. And then what good am I to anybody? Well, yeah. yeah. Right. No, yeah. like I, yeah. if I'm having, I want to be able to sit. If I'm having company, I want to be able to talk to you. Right. Yeah. And not come off as sounding like. <laughs> right. No, no. I know it was sounding that you couldn't make sense of it or that yeah. your mind wasn't working in a right way or that you weren't calm. Absolutely. But so cannabis straightens you out. That's the best way to put it. So you are able to function as a regular human. Definitely. And then when you, so this is something from morning to night. Mm-hmm. And um, tell me about that. You wake up and you hit a bong or how does it work for you? How do you medicate throughout the day? I start with my bongs and a joint and flour, but lately I'm finding that I'm leaning more towards the concentrates for my pain relief like because it's starting to get really bad in the mornings and stuff. And I'm finding that the flour isn't just quite cutting my pain anymore, but find the shatter and the diamonds and other concentrates are really proving to be quite effective where I don't have to do that as much. Whereas the bong, I can hit it like probably every 20 minutes, you know, 
and and you would need to hit it every twenty minutes to keep so. up with the the pain. The pain. Yeah. Okay. Now, pain. if you are um, using the concentrates, mm -hmm. that lasts a little bit longer, and they're yeah, stronger. Yeah, like an hour or two. To like, help. yeah, I can okay. do a good dab of shatter or the diamonds, and you're good for at least an hour or so. You know, usually, so it does. And that's for long. pain. Yes. So, and for Patty, when you're smoking the flower. Uh, that's more of a mental. Now, do you yeah. also do the concentrates for pain? Because you said you have fibromyalgia. Well, I do. I also use the flower for the fibromyalgia, but and I'd like to say it works better than I want it to, but it really doesn't. But it calms me down enough that I can deal with my pain level, if that makes sense. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. Um, but I am now dabbing, dabbling. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. In the concentrates, I do find um, oil is, it does help. Um, edibles, not so much. The shatter helps amazingly. And I've got diamonds now in my little, what is that thing called? The Evolve 2.0. Evolve 2.0, and it has separate little cartridges. So I have my, my CBD in one, my diamonds and shatter in another, and then cherry oil in the third. So I can, take, can I take a picture of that before I go? Yeah, yeah. sure. So sure. then I can use whatever I'm feeling yeah. I need at the time, and it really is helping me get through. I Mixing didn't even it know up this definitely existed. helps. Yeah, well, and I just smoked for 37 years and quit. Yep. And the CBD is amazing for that. So I need my CBD. The rest, <laughs> I like to say it go without, but no, but it's really helping. I cannot believe the difference That's it's made. Incredible. I yeah. Even know the Oh, yeah. It's amazing? a new new toy. Yeah. Say, like, there's, that's the CBD, oops, in one. And then this one here has got rock, what's in this one? It's got shatter and that's made my life so much easier. Like, CBD? Wow. And that's, that, okay, so... When you say you smoked cigarettes for 37 years, you were able to quit smoking cigarettes by using CBD as the substitute it's, vape? Or? It's helped me stay off of smoking cigarettes because I tried the Chantax, which did not work well for me. I, got, I wonder if it would have. Well, it really ADHD asked. It set stuff. me right off. And not yeah. only that, I got paranoid racing thoughts, which I've never had in my life. And uh, I'm really glad I'm aware of myself because if not, I could have gone off on some kind of tangent. I'm sure of it, and I'm not I've even heard of kidding. Doing that on that stuff. I had to, I had to talk, like sit and say to myself, "Self, this is not reality. Th really think about what your brain is telling you right now." Wow. And it, I, then I went away to my daughters and to straighten. I had to straighten my head out. It was like I am not, and I got sick, really sick. Yeah. So, but the CBD has stopped me from wanting, like when I get that craving and I really want just something to suck on, yep. I That's have the amazing. CBD. And the CBD is good for pain and inflammation. Of course. And so, so many other things. Yeah. So, you, um, can, can we talk now about your dad? Yes. So, your dad suffers from Parkinson's. Yes. Is that, the, is he suffer from any other things or Parkinson's? Just Parkinson's. Parkinson's. And he was somebody that was against using cannabis for a long time. Extremely. My father, um, I can't, he was a track coach for years and he also coached the Olympic team years ago. That's all I'm going to say. So he's 
someone who's always thought of alternative when it came to um, fixing anything. Like you would go to a chiropractor, not a doctor, if you pulled a muscle, that kind of thing. Like So alternative healing, he was always into. Marijuana was an addiction. It was a problem. It was never a fixer. It was a breaker. And that was the way he looked at it yes well well and he grew up in the 60s also right and we've seen the posters <laughs> Reef <for madness>. yeah <laughs> so but now he vapes and um the cbd with marijuana often like mixes them throughout the the day yeah so you were saying he does the step yep yeah so cbd thc and builds it up throughout the day so that he's able to maintain it when you when he does this do you see a difference huge difference last time he was down i had not seen him in six months so when he did come down i did notice the progression in the shaking and then we went um, out of town to see someone and it was a long day so of course as the day progressed his shaking started so he got out the cbd vape and had no problem smoking that he couldn't smoke the other because he had to drive unfortunately but I noticed a huge difference in his... Immediately. Yeah, immediately. Wow. Yeah, That's immediate. amazing. And for someone, I don't know if anyone understands how tiring it can be to shake constantly. And what it, the strain it puts on your muscles and your pain system. and all of that. Especially for these people who have been in control of everything their entire life. Right, and an athlete. Yeah, and right. now, now they don't. Oh. So... So he is he manages it better. Seems to be, yeah. With cannabis. Amazing. Yep. I love that. Um, what could you give any recommendations, both of you, to anybody that is feeling because maybe their doctor has put them on these opiates or something like that? What would you suggest the best way to get off of those chemical drugs and onto you? So for the- to to get off the pills will. De- Depending what it is you are getting off, if it was something like Valium, is a lot easier to come off of physically than a narcotic and or an opiate, which causes physical pain. And the uh, withdrawal effects can range from like having it feels like having a mild cold to like wanting to die and puking on the floor, kind of thing, a whole nine yards. So depending on your how long you've been doing these pills and what kind of pills is like what I would suggest to get off of it as to what kind of strains and stuff like that. But anyone who thinks that they can't do it, who have been on pills for a long time, I used to think that way too. I used to think there was no way I could ever survive without my pain pills. My pain would just be too great. And actually my pain is not gone. It's never going to be totally gone, but it's like better than it was when I was on the Oxycontins and all that stuff. And the best way like to come off narcotics is to try and like taper yourself down if possible. Same with like psycho, like any pill, psychotropics, like anything, like antidepressants. You can't just stop taking them. You are going to get sick and mess your head up. Most of these pills you have to taper to some degree, but and build up the cannabis at the same yes, time. Yes, okay. Like, okay, yeah, so that so, would be the way to do it. So whatever they're as on. opposed, like say you were going through, like you were trying to get off painkillers, I would suggest like doing the edibles and like tinctures to cope with your body pain as you're dealing with your withdrawal aches and pains. That like okay. 
just take whatever you would need to get off it because you will level out once you get over that initial withdrawal hump. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we didn't get into, I, I, I didn't get the part, portion that I was able to last time about your favorite strains, but I find okay. them interesting because oh. you like your combination of mm -hmm. legendary at the, as the same time as your new strain. So I'd love to hear from both of you what strains you use for recreation and what strains you use for medicinal. Oh, me? Well, Purple Urkel is my favorite. I will admit. I love Purple Urkel. And that's for fibromyalgia, for anything. It just is a feel-good, makes everything go away. I can just be myself and focus and not be too messed up. I love Purple Urkel. And Black Tuna. <laughs> <laughs> I have a love affair of Black Tuna, too. Um, again, it just helps with everything... Because if you can bring your brain down and then you don't focus on the pain as much and everything's just better if you can relax, right? So um, what else is one of my favorites? Uh, you like purples, anything. Anything purple, anything indica. pink. I love anything that says Bubba on it. Added Bubba mm -hmm. in there and I am all for it. And Hindu. Indica. You're, you're I'm an Indica. Indica, Sativa well, Sativa set me right off, and I, I'm sure not all of them do. Like, I'm, they're out there that I can, I'm, like the hybrids, I'm fine with the hybrid. Uh, but, yeah, um, a haze for me is really bad. Right. Yeah. No, no hazes, but yes to Bubba's and yes to Purple's. <laughs> Anything Indica, really. The heart, I love it heavy, and because it slows me right down, the slower I get, the better I feel. Calmer I feel, calm. yeah. That nice calm. What about you, John? What do you use? Uh, depending on what I'm using it for, what time of day, like for physical pain, like I said, like a nice heavy indica, like a shatter concentrate. Uh, hybrids are really what I love smoking, like in flower-wise through the day. Uh, I think one of my all-time favorites is uh, Pink Bubba. To me, that's your perfect blend of feel good in the head and body kind of buzz stuff like that that's like the good balance you know that hits your head and body at the same time like any like god's green crack is a good one uh yeah like i love blue dream blueberry like any blueberry blue is good for me like, it is nice. he likes haze like he likes Certain the hazes, hazes yeah. he's good with ghost train is one of my favorites super silver so yeah. he'll smoke his hazes in the morning yeah. but i won't smoke that at night <laughs> no. or anything i'll smoke that in the morning to kind of get my head right and make me face the day kind of like you know yeah okay um anything else All I'd say about the coming off of medication onto marijuana is have the conversation with your doctor. See how, feel them out. You know, like, you know your physician. See what they, but never just stop taking any medication without letting somebody knowing that knows you very well and that is around you. Like, know what is Safe happening. Network. Make sure it's, yeah, yeah. you want to be surrounded by people who that are safe and you want them to know and talk about feelings because there's you have lots of them and you need to talk about them Absolutely. 
Yes. And this is, and we should it not can be done. stop mm-hmm. ourselves from talking about this. No. This is what I have. This is what I have. Let's talk about this. Well, and we need so to we feel more human. We need to stop feeling embarrassed and yep. feeling like I'm, I hate this word normal because we're all have our own Absolutely. broken, right? Yes. Is, or we all have our own thing. Yeah. And there is no normal. Especially as we get towards middle age, when we've had to deal with whatever <laughs> that's, life has thrown us and we dealt with coping skills and mm-hmm. mechanisms our whole life. Everybody's broken in some way. Why oh, are we yeah. afraid to say, I have anxiety, yeah. I have depression, I have whatever you have. You know what I mean? And well, talk about it. I'm a crier, right? So people yeah. think because I'm a crier, I'm emotionally unstable whenever you're doing anything new or different. Yeah. And yeah, that's it really. Start slow and mm-hmm. and grow your tolerance over time because we don't any, want anybody greening well, out. <laughs> and yes. listen to your head. Like when you are trying out these new marijuanas or new um, strains, and if marijuanas, that's what I sounded <laughs> like, like my mother. I sounded <laughs> like my mother. Don't smoke those marijuanas. Um, yeah, no, listen because there are ones that are going to be better for you and that aren't, and pay attention because you want to make that list so that it is always a good experience. One of the best things I've been able to do with working in the cannabis industry is go and check out an actual licensed producer grow operation in Mississauga. It was amazing. It was so very different. I wasn't expecting what I saw. Mother plants upwards of eight, 10 feet tall, uh, grill rooms with 660 plants all flowering at the same time. I was able to ask a lot of questions about how everything is grown and made and uh, going from packaging right to your door. I really like what Solace and TerraSend are doing. And because of that, I now have access to them by way of sending patients to them. So yeah, so we're working together. It's a wonderful partnership. It's a new partnership. And what I really like about it is that I'm now able to help people access their cannabis in a safe way. There's been so many reports lately, scary things happening out there, people getting cannabis that is not good for them, that hurts them. There could be stuff in it that is doing more harm than good. And so there are some people that want to use different ways to get it. Maybe they're going out to the Green Mile to a dispensary. Maybe they have a local delivery person. Maybe they're growing it on their own. But if they're finding that they want to go the medical route, I have a way for you to get that. And that is through Solus and Terrasend. And when I visited there, I was able to speak with Alana Bauer and she was so eye-opening, so very knowledgeable about the subject of medical cannabis, so wonderful, and uh, answered all my questions. And this is our interview. We are here today with Alana Bauer of Solus Health Network, and you're a subsidiary of TerraSend, which is a licensed producer. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So um, tell me about the difference between the two companies. What is Solus and what is TerraSend? So TerraSend Canada is the licensed producer, uh, licensed through Health Canada. Um, We have a grow facility in Mississauga, Ontario, where we grow our own cannabis medication. Um, We act as a licensed producer just like many of the other ones. We would supply medical patients with their uh, medical cannabis um, and 
and uh, we also do a lot of research and things like that. And we have uh, international divisions. So we have TerraSun Canada, which operates in Canada, and we also have American division. Um, and we are looking to uh, enter the European Union as well. So hopefully, we're going to be um, a, a global company with with the TerraSun brand. Um, and then Solace Health Network is the clinical aspect of the business. So Solace Health Network deals with patient intake. We have nurse practitioners, physicians, specialists. Um, We also do research through the network. Um, We help patients gain authorization for medical cannabis so that they can um, so that they can purchase medical cannabis through physician guidance. Um, So that's kind of the two different sides of the coin that we have here. What is your role exactly that you do with Solace? So I am the medical sales specialist um, and I manage the cannabis accounts for uh, Manitoba, Ontario, Quebec and the Maritimes. So when a cannabis clinic would decide to send their patients to Terrasend Canada to purchase their medication through our Solace Health Marketplace, I would be responsible for establishing that partnership, making sure that the, uh, the clinic is well supported, they have what they need to properly educate their patients that are coming in. Um, because although we do have our own Solace Health Network, uh, we of course can't you know, um, help with every single patient across Canada. So there's lots of other cannabis clinics that are out there and I help manage those accounts. And then um, through our network side of things, I would partner with different wellness um, centers, different yoga studios, gyms, um, and that's why I'm, I've met with you. And uh, we also would help with you to add to your practice to refer patients to us. So um, whether you wanted to uh, you know, refer patients in so that your clientele could be authorized for their medical cannabis possession, um, I would also kind of manage those accounts as well. So. Um, so how easy would it be for somebody to be able to get one of these prescriptions through you? It's very easy, actually. Um, what we, we are a self-referral clinic, so we don't necessarily need to have your uh, physician um, send any documentation to us or uh, your physician doesn't need to be contacted. It can remain um, just through you, but uh, we do require kind of um, a diagnosis or some kind of um, documentation to kind of support the fact that medical cannabis may be useful for you. Of course, our nurse practitioners and doctors are very hands-on in their care, and uh, they do like to see kind of the full picture of what the patient is going through to be able to confidently prescribe them with cannabis. But uh, we bill through OHIP, so there's no cost for any consultation. It's a completely free service. Um, The only cost that is associated, of course, is with the medical cannabis itself. But um, for the consultation, everything is free. Follow-ups are free, typically happen on about a three-month period. So we do like to touch base with patients to make sure that they feel, um, you know, supported right through their journey and that after, you know, two or three months, they are experiencing success. And if not, they have somewhere to go to kind of tweak their regimen to to gain success. So this can all be done virtually, is that right? Yeah. It can be done online, it can be done over the phone. Do they need to come in to buy their cannabis or can it be sent to them? So everything can be done from the comfort of your home, which is really nice. Um, you can see the physician from your home via telemedicine. Um, all orders right now through our marketplace are placed online and they are mailed to you through Canada Post or Purolator. Um, we have another same day delivery service as well that services uh, the GTA in Hamilton. So uh, there are some options for same-day delivery for patients, but um, you don't have to leave your home, you don't have to go to a store, um, and you don't need to, uh, to go to a doctor's office to, to get your authorization. 
Some patients prefer to see a doctor in person. So we do have a physical location at 101 Queensway across from Trillium Hospital in Mississauga where patients can uh, can walk in and speak to somebody face-to-face, but uh, that's that's not the only option for patients. Okay. And is it only Canadian? Yes, okay. yes. But on in any province? Correct. Okay. Yes. And so you're, you're coast-to-coast. You were saying that you're in Manitoba specifically, and you do the uh, Eastern Times or yeah. Eastern Maritimes. Um, so that's, so it's world, it's, sorry, it's uh, across Canada for that. And... Um, We'll talk now about the products that you have available to the medical patients. Is it just the dried flour or? Yeah. So at the moment, we are licensed to sell dry cannabis only. We don't have our oil license yet, but uh, very, very soon we're going to be having our oils come online. Um, Right now, we have a wide variety of dry cannabis available. Um, We have high CBD products. We have one-to-one products. We have high THC products, um, varying differences in terpene concentrations, um, some for daytime, some for nighttime. Um, we also have in our marketplace uh, our marketplace pre rolls in case you know you maybe have arthritis in your joints and you're not able to uh, you know to to put all of the pieces together to be able to medicate. We we provide those for patients. Um, we have our Nuba brand, which is our medical brand online. We have uh, our Haven Street brand, which is our adult use brand, but it has been brought to the marketplace for our medical patients oh, as wonderful. well. Oh, wonderful. Okay. That's yeah. the recreational side. The Haven is the recreational. Yes, okay. yes. Yeah. And so um, you give you products to um, dispensaries? We support the, uh, the adult use markets, yes. So the OCS, Ontario Cannabis Store, um, the Nova Scotia Liquor Council, I believe, um, so I'm not sure how many provinces we are in, but we do also supply the, um, the adult use markets as well. For the most part, you're medical. Yeah, predominantly we are medical. Um, we are a, a, a research and a medically driven company, um, but we wanted to kind of satisfy all markets, of course, and, and make sure that regardless of how a patient chooses to access their cannabis, that they can so safely and legally with trusted products. So we, we want to service all. Now, when you're saying uh, right now you don't have the oils or you don't produce the oils right now, you're planning on it. Yes. Yes, very soon. Yes, yeah. So within the next probably three to four weeks, we're going to have oils come online. Um, We're going to have the high CBD oil, a one-to-one oil, and a high THC oil. Um, So patients will be able to medicate orally uh, or topically if they choose to use the oils on their skin. Capsules, yes. Capsules are coming very soon. Um, hopefully within a month or two after our, our oils, we'll be able to encapsulate and sell that on the marketplace as well. But um, Presently, now, if they needed oil, could you access it for them? Could you get it for them? Right now, we would have to direct them to another licensed producer that produces oils. Um, but if a patient, a lot of times that's the only thing that they're looking for. Or even if the doctor is not allowing them to consume dry cannabis, sometimes the doctor or nurse practitioner will say uh, oils only. And at that point, we don't make a decision um, that overrides the doctor. We definitely are going to abide by what that authorization says. And so at that point, we would direct the patient to another producer who we are in relationships with to be able to get the patient their oils for the time being. Okay, so you try, you would send them to someone that you trust that they would be getting a great product yes. from. Okay. Yes. Okay, and then they can come back to you when you have your oils ready or if they wanted the dried flour. Yeah, okay. well, the nice thing is that um, since there's been a lot of changes in regulations, very recently there was a change where licensed producers can transmit the medical document from licensed producer to licensed producer, and that was a change in the 
industry that had never been before. Um, it was the, the medical document had to come directly from the clinic. So if you are with a licensed producer and you are unhappy with their services or they don't have the product that you're needing at the moment, you can go directly to your licensed producer and request for your medical document to be transferred to Solace Health Network um, or TRSN Canada and then to purchase our product. And um, we know we've got some really great incentives uh, not only the same day delivery, but we have, um, you know, some some patient programs. If you're on a low income, if you're a senior, um, if you're a first responder, if you are an educator in the industry yourself. So there's a lot of reasons why a patient may choose um, sure. Solace Health and Terrasen Canada. So um, hopefully, with the addition of our oils, we will be the one stop shop for all of the patients' needs. So you took me on a wonderful tour today of the TerraSend facilities. Um, can you explain a little bit about what we saw? We saw some mothers, we saw some clones and uh, facilities where there's packaging. Yeah, so um, we typically start the tour in the mother room, which is my favorite room in the whole facility. Um, it is hot, it's humid. There is eight foot, you know, plants to the ceiling. Um, and one thing that not everybody knows about cannabis is that um, the, it is a gendered plant. So there are male cannabis plants and there are female cannabis plants. So only the female plants are the ones that produce flowers. So the mother room is exactly that. It is a room full of mother plants who are female plants that we would take clones from and propagate uh, from those plants um, entirely. So those mother plants who are female, we, there we would then clone them. Those would go into our flowering rooms. Our flowering rooms, again, entirely female, where we would have flowered plants and uh, and be able to then package the the dry product. Um, drying really depends on um, you know the strain that you're you're uh, growing and and um, the conditions of the room. Once the product is properly dried, um, we do try to hand trim as much product as possible. Um, and then that hand trim product then gets packaged into the individual bottles. Um, very um, regulated, as you saw. Right. Um, you know, there is a track record of every single bottle. Every single plant is tagged. Um, every single bottle is weighed and, and noted down its weight. Um, it's, it is very, very standardized. Um, and the reason for that is because when you have um, a medical application for this product, you want to make sure that there is consistency in dosing. So you want to make sure that every single time that patient opens up their bottle to consume that dry cannabis, it's going to be as similar to the bottle and the bud before as possible. So we want to make sure that there is as much consistency as possible. Um, and then uh, we are also in the vault, which is another one of my yeah. really favorite rooms. Um, a very, very, uh, you know, awe-inspiring really? room to see all of the product in there, waiting to be packaged and sent out to uh, to the different distributors. And um, yeah, so it, it's a really good facility. Our facility recently received its uh, GMP certification. So we are fully certified to supply the European Union, which is amazing for us. Um, it, it is a difficult thing to achieve. Uh, we are actually the only licensed producer to achieve EU GMP certification and have sales in Canada, uh, United States, and Europe. That's amazing. So, yeah, so we were kind of first to do that, to have cool. sales in all three um, all three countries. And um, it, it is one level, well, not one level, but it is um, more than what Health Canada requires. So okay. it takes more effort, it takes more diligence, right. it takes more... Um, you know, more secure practices, 
but um, you know the rewards are that we are able to serve as medical patients across the world. Right. And the wonderful thing about cannabis, and, and especially Canada specifically, is that um, you know the legislation here is changing and moving so fast that it's almost a domino effect. Once one country falls, the rest will fall as well. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm not sure the timeline, but eventually it will become a global commodity. Amazing. Countries all over the world will That's be able, awesome. yeah, will be right? able to provide this product for their patients. And and uh, if we can kind of support patients not only in Canada, but across the world, that would be wonderful for us. We so. have some members in Iceland, actually. Oh, my gosh. That's and amazing. we talk to them and we network with them. And I'm sure you can imagine their natural resources for growing are just Anatomy, incredible yeah. um, because of the volcanoes and the, the oh, natural yes, springs and yes. everything. But they don't have anything licensed there. So if you could put that on your list, I know that a lot Iceland. of our members would love the, your product sent to Iceland. Sure, for sure. sure yeah. Absolutely. Um, I found it very, very clean and very regulated when we were going through. We were covered um, from head to toe mm-hmm. um, in uh, what the extra clothing, what, what, what is it called? Uh, PPE. PPE? Yeah. Okay. So it is PPE. And the, the funny thing that we joke is PPE actually stands for personal protective equipment, but we laugh at it's plant protective equipment. It would be. Because we're not protecting us. No. Nope. We're protecting the plants, those plants those from, from us yeah. and our contaminants. Yeah, so, those beautiful girls. Um, but yeah, lots and lots of PPE, booties, full gowns, yep. masks, hair nets, beer nets, gloves. Um, and most of this is regulated by Health Canada. So most of this is, is uh, you will find across LPs across Canada. But um, again, it's just it's something to make sure that the, the quality of the product is, right. is there. And you have a bar that you have to meet. And I feel that you've gone above that bar. Yes. Really, like yeah. every check and balance that I've seen. Um, so now if we can just talk personally mm-hmm. about your side, how you came to work for this. Um, what is your opinion about cannabis? What Maybe what your favorite strain is? Yeah, so um, I've been in the cannabis industry for about four years now, um, which, considering the cannabis industry is not that old to begin with, seems like a lifetime. Um, I've seen a lot of different regulations come and go. Um, Before I was in the cannabis industry, I was in long-term care. And um, seeing patients who were really, uh, you know, at their end of their life or or very, very ill, kind of um, changed my opinion on um, how we provide care for for our elderly uh, patients and um, and what what could we do better um, because right now and even as it exists uh, patients cannot medicate with cannabis inside of homes um, a lot of homes have no smoking no vaping laws um, and they just don't have the access the nurses don't have the proper access to dispense the product so um, there was there was no cannabis in the homes at, at that point when I was there. Um, I thought, uh, you know, maybe something needed to change. I was on, uh, I, was, I was doing some searching to kind of see if there was another career path for myself. And I was, uh, I was interviewed by another licensed producer that was the 12th licensed producer ever. So when I first got in the industry, it was just 12 LPs. Um, very, very new. Um, we didn't really know what was what was going to be in the future. We didn't know where this was going to go. There was no oils available at all at the time when I came in the industry. So it was entirely a dried cannabis uh, market. Not even Rick Simpson. Nothing. Okay. No. Yeah. There was nothing. And um, and it was it was challenging. The the, the biggest challenge as well was uh, at the time when I came in the industry, there was no uh, there was not a lot of prescribing physicians. So at that time, nurse practitioners could not prescribe, only physicians. 
And there was probably only a handful of physicians across Canada who were willing to uh, to put their um, to put their license on the line because uh, you know they would be prescribing something that is a narcotic and it is still deemed a narcotic, but uh, there there was no science to back it up. Health Canada wasn't aware of how to you know how to handle cannabis at that time. Um, it was legal for patients to um, to grow their own. It was the MMAR at that time, but um, but there was there was not a lot of research for physicians to be able to confidently say uh, yes, cannabis may be useful for you. And so, um, seeing that shift in even the, just the number of prescribers, I mean, from from that point till now, the number of licensed producers has gone from twelve to you know almost one hundred and thirty, one hundred and forty. Um, so so the number of licensed producers has changed drastically. But also, it's really fascinating to see the change in the prescribing attitude. So, of course, now we have nurse practitioners able to prescribe cannabis. Um, we have many, many more primary care physicians who are willing to prescribe cannabis because the evidence is there. Um, the research is growing. A lot of more research has come out in the field of cannabis. Um, there have been a few phase one clinical trials that have come to play. So, um, you know, the data is is amounting, and I think that's making the prescribers a lot more confident to say, yes, I am comfortable with trying this for you. Um, there's a lot more CMEs, continuing medical education events for, for physicians. Um, and so they need that. They need they, those facts. Of course. They're scientists, course. right? They base on everything on science, as of doctors course. would. So they need that black and white to show them that I'm not doing something wrong. Right? Yes. And, yeah. you know, they take an, an oath, do no harm. Right. And I think, uh, you know, that includes the the concept of if they don't know, then they can't go forward because they could be then doing doing course, harm. Right. So I think a lot of physicians um, are, are very eager and very hungry to learn more about cannabis nice. and, and what's going on. And so. Um, yeah, that to me, that part is really exciting. And then also now, of course, the market has changed. It's not just a dry cannabis market. We have oils, we have capsules, um, there's, there's sprays. Yes, there's going to be disposable vape pens. Um, one really exciting thing that I love, um, about TerraSend Canada and where, where I work is we have an on-site drug preparation premises. Uh, it's a compounding pharmacy and it is the only compounding pharmacy that's zoned within a cannabis facility in Canada. So the wonderful thing about that is that when um, the edibles laws come into place later on in this year, um, we will be able to compound cannabis products. So uh, we've partnered with um, with a gentleman who who owns Compounding Pharmacies, and Compounding Pharmacies have um, you know a, a long history of being able to provide different types of medications for patients. And when you think about what kind of products are compounded, um, saline solutions, um, you know, things like that, where there is varying degrees of concentration, you have a 10%, a 15%, a 20%, and then you compare that to how cannabis is, you see the same kind of things. You have a 10% strain, a 15% strain, a 20% strain. So it makes a lot of sense that we, we, we can, um, you know, compound these products into, you know, full spectrum um, medications, but also that are you know much more dose specific, so okay. that a patient can can know um, this amount of THC works for me, this amount of CBD works for me, this amount of uh, terpene concentration works for me, and being able to kind of compound those products together, uh, in addition to providing different types of products like patches and suppositories. Yeah. Um, uh, tinctures, yep. different kind of things like that, um, you know, that's going to open up the medical market tremendously to yep. be able to kind of support 
patients and all of the different ways that they want to consume products. And they'll have that on the order, like on the sticker on there saying how much content is this? Yes. And, okay, good. Yes. Okay, yeah. good. And you were saying that, uh, or you or Jeff said that there was a chocolatier being involved or something? Yeah. So through our through our adult use market, we are, um, we are investigating different kind of um, beverage companies, different kind of chocolate companies, cookie companies, cool. things like that. Because, um, you know, patients... And, and I refer to all cannabis consumers as patients, yeah. really, because I just feel that, you know, your method of how you choose to consume your cannabis um, is very specific and independent to you. Right. And, you know, whether you want to eat a cookie um, or you want to vaporize your cannabis or you want to take a cab capsule, um, you know, that should be something that you decide with Absolutely. your physician. And, and it's something that, um, you know, it's 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 on you to decide, yep. right? And it's up to us now to be able to provide those options. Cool. Good. So if we can provide the options yeah. of a cookie or a, or a, or yeah. a beverage, then um, you know what, why should we not, right. right? And you'll have because there are regulations on dosages. So your packaging will say this cookie is only ten milligrams, and someone that wants to keep that safe edible level will know by their packaging that they're going to order from you that they would be able to have that low dosage, or if they want to eat three at the time or something like that, they need that for medical whatever it is yes, I yes. think that even if you are using it for recreational it is medical because this yeah. plant is medical it's medicine it's a yeah right it's you know I think if you want to consume it you know once a week on a Friday afternoon to help you relax and you know de-stress and release your anxieties a little bit um, I think those same benefits can be seen in the fit in the, in the patient database right yes. and there was one interesting study that uh, I read a while ago that polled um, the general public and said, uh, you know, choose if you're a recreational user, if you're a patient, and then submit your reason for consuming cannabis. And the, the medical patient said, well, our reasons, our top three reasons for consuming cannabis are insomnia, anxiety, and pain management. Okay. And the recreational users that uh, deem themselves recreational users, they said, well, I use it to relax and unwind, uh, to help me fall asleep at night, and to help when I have a little bit of a backache. Wow. And so it's it's interesting to wow. see how both of these patient populations are actually consuming yeah. for the same reason. That's cool. But it's just how they identify themselves, right? right? So um, I always say, you know, whether you think you're just a, a recreational user, it's always in your best interest to, to get authorization for cannabis. Sure. Um, through a practitioner. It's yeah. very easy. Like I said, it's, it's covered under OHIP. And another good thing is um, hopefully the way that the industry is changing and shifting is in future we may be able to have drug coverage. So, yeah. So yeah. at present, um, the the medication that you purchase from your licensed producer can be uh, written as a tax expense. It is tax deductible. Yeah. Uh, so you get a portion of that back, uh, whereas you don't with your with your adult use purchase. But in future, we're hoping to see the entire the entire medical market, uh, you know, expand on their coverage, and and we're seeing that now a lot with large players like Manulife and Sun Life. I think cooperators, cooperators, yeah, yes, they just came yeah. on board. Um, we actually have an in-house reimbursement specialist, Nina Mitrovich, who is wonderful. Cool. She deals with patients on a case by case basis to see if there's anything that we can do, um, you know, whether they have a health spending account, whether they're a veteran patient, um, a motor vehicle accident. Um, so there are there are small little bubbles surfacing of patient populations that have coverage, um, and and I think that's only going to grow with with this push towards medical use. 
Um, and so hopefully in the future, not only will we see a wide variety of products, but, you know, some pretty, um, you know, encompassing coverage for, for those patients. So, uh, yeah, big proponent of medical. So you, Alana, you are a cannabis user. Yes. You came yes, into the business because you were already a cannabis user. Yes. What do you like? What's your favorite um, way to consume? What's your favorite strain? How do you use it? I, I, I tend to stick to vaporization, to be honest, um, because I do, I use cannabis for migraine pain. Um, I've been suffering migraine pain since I was a teenager, and I found that um, the only thing that would help is pharmaceuticals and then stronger pharmaceuticals and then stronger pharmaceuticals. And uh, I made a decision for myself that I didn't, um, didn't want to have all of that chemical in my body all the time. Um, and I was, I was having relief with cannabis um, illicitly at the time. And I thought that uh, maybe it would be a good idea to kind of um, have a physician help me with this. Um, unfortunately, I went to my family physician at the time and had a very negative experience with it, as you know, as I hear Me with too. a lot of people. Yeah. Um, a lot of people do go to their family physician and, and even ask about it and, and kind of get that very harsh no, yeah. um, which is very upsetting. But I think it's just on the fact, like I said, that the physician is uneducated. Yeah. Um, so then I found my own clinic and I, and I did get authorization. Um, I find that CBD works really well for, for my specific For your migraines? Pain. Yeah. Okay. So I find that um, a balance of like a three-to-one CBD product uh, works works really, really well. I use it in a vaporizer um, consistently as I, as I have my migraines. Sometimes they last for one day. Sometimes it's two or three days. So it kind of depends on how it is. Um, I personally try to stay away from edibles. Um I was previously using CBD oil edible every single day, um, and it, it did help for a number of things, but um, but I just found that I don't have the condition where I needed to take it on a consistent basis. It was more um, when necessary, yep. um, but I do I do really find CBD is amazing, amazing for, for my migraine pain, um, and uh, and yeah, I like I like to vaporize and. And uh, I'm, I'm really interested in to see where the topical applications go um, to see kind of where that goes. I have a lot of um, like tension headaches and things like that. So I think like a topical application um, might be useful in the future. And, and uh, yeah, re- really, really interested to see where it goes. But, yeah. So there's a lot of research being done on that right now as well, yes. which is wonderful. Yes, the bioavailability yeah. and, and things like that. The interesting thing that I, uh, that I find is that... Um, THC is the psychoactive component of cannabis. It's the only psychoactive, I'm sorry, THC is the only euphoric component of cannabis. I should uh, I should be very clear with that. CBD is also psychoactive. It's just non-euphoric. So you're not going to get that high feeling. Um, but THC, you do get that high feeling. It is. It does produce euphoria. Um, but it also is a very strong analgesic. So it's a very strong pain blocker. Um, and the interesting thing about THC is of course, when you inhale it or when you ingest it, you do feel that euphoria, you do get high, but when you use it topically or um, even in a suppository, yep. you don't, patients tend to not report feeling that euphoria. Right. So it's a way that you can have kind of controlled pain management without, um, you know, that, that lightheadedness yep. that a lot of patients are not really looking to get yep. because, you know, whether they've got to take care of their children or go to work or drive their car or, you know, do right. do anything else, right? They're, they they want to have a clear mind, but they also want to have some some symptomatic pain relief, exactly. right? So yeah. um, I think those different applications are going to be really interesting in the future to see where, where patients can. And so important. 
I have people that it's endometriitis. I think I'm saying it the right way. And it's a female condition Mm -hmm. and they are in pain every single day. And I know that they're using some form of suppository. I don't exactly know how that works, but they're the only relief that they're finding. Three different women, three different cases that I know personally that are finding the only way that they can deal with this pain is by topical or something other way than vaping or smoking yes. and it is actually the only thing that's helped their endometriitis isn't that incredible it's amazing yeah. i i have um you know my grandmother she she won't ever listen to this so my grandmother um she uses it topically as well and um the results uh she uses a one-to-one oil topically and i have to say uh i i don't even understand the science or how it's yeah. working um and you know i i feel like a little bit of a veteran but it works. Yeah. And and sometimes, you know, the proof is in the pudding, right? And if if, if, it, if they use it and it works, then, um, you know, why stop? You Don't know what stop. I mean? Like, yeah. just keep it going. And, and um, you know, the more anecdotal evidence that we can have, the more that that will push for clinical trials, yeah. and then the more we can have some real science data. I call that the magic of the plant because we don't Definitely. have enough verb, uh, information right now, black and white. So we'll just say it's the magic. Yes, yeah, we'll just exactly. say it's the magic. I really appreciate you taking the time, Alana, and speaking to us today. I know that there's a lot of listeners that are going to really benefit from all the information that you gave to us. Oh, my pleasure, Kelly. Thank you so much for coming. It's been wonderful to meet you. The only purpose of this podcast is to entertain, educate, and to inform. It is no substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. Instead, we encourage you to discuss your options with a healthcare provider who specializes in medical cannabis or with a cannabis lawyer. Guests who speak in this podcast express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions, and Kelly's Green Lounge has not and cannot be held responsible for guests' views. This podcast is available for private, non-commercial use only, advertising which is incorporated into, placed in association with, or targeted towards the content of this podcast is forbidden. You may not edit, modify, or redistribute this podcast in any way.